What's up, Stokers of Stoke Nations? This is Chad Croker coming in. Before we begin this podcast, I want to let you know that we are brought to you by Fruit Smash. Fruit Smash, keep drinking the fruit, smash, and keep getting it in your belly and feeling good. Uh, we are also brought to you by the Legends at Manscaped. Manscaped, thank you so much for keeping our trims puked, for looking after our hogs, for making sure that our dinks are looking fresh and clean because attention listeners across the galaxy all the way from Australia to Houston do we have a pew problem dun, dun, dun. if so our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation brand new lawnmower 4.0 kick your pews to the next plane with their four, performance package 4.0 the orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming join the two million men Worldwide, who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Go Deep. We're also brought to you by Helix Beer Bongs. Get your Helix Beer Bong today at shopcgd.com. Now let's start the show. He was a uh, super. I think people who are already uh, skeptical of the government, it's really been intensified in them over the last year. Yeah, because yeah. there has been so much control. Yeah, yeah. Some of which I think was justified, but or a lot of it I thought was justified. But at this point, I'm, I'm. I think we have to be through with that. Yeah, I just think it's exhausting. It's, where does it yeah. end? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. You just gotta live your life. I mean, if you're if you're going around paranoid about the government all the time, it's like. You know, I think it ruins your life. Like, there's no, you got to do, you got to focus on what you're doing. I agree. Like, what can you change? Yeah. yeah. And maybe you, you could change posting it. Posting about it, getting yeah. the word out, and you're like, but I. Yeah, go run for office. Do something like that. Yeah. yeah. Start your own state. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like. <laughs> There, we could actually talk about that on the pod. I read an interesting New York Times article about how the problem with the United States is we need more states. Oh, yeah. Because we're so stuck in this system anyways with like the yeah. arranged amount of delegates. Yeah. And like, you know, so we always know how voting's going to go. And, and basically, right. the amount of states we have doesn't reflect like our cultural trends. So yeah. if we just broke it up into like another 20 states, right. maybe we're due for a shakeup like that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good idea. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it, we are like, Maybe we could save it for the pod. I'm rolling on everything, so we can go. Yeah, we could keep this, yeah. Uh, We are like a bunch of different countries bundled together. Mm -hmm. We're like Europe, except we're states. Yeah. You know, because like Europe, it's like you got got England, France, Spain, whatever. They're all different different cultures and stuff. And and you could argue the same thing for America. You go to like Texas versus California. Oh, different worlds completely. Florida. Yeah. I mean, when I went and to, geographically, it's the same amount of space too. We're such a big country. Yeah, yeah, when I went to New England, totally different. I mean, I mean the amount of uh, the amount of pastel I saw, I've never seen that much pastel. I was like, this is a brand new country. It's a different world. Yeah, yeah. Clam chowder and pastel. Well, that's the thing too. I was thinking clam chowder. Right. Like if you look at New England clam chowder versus Manhattan clam chowder, yeah, couldn't be more different. They're and different ex- colors. And you expect people who believe in those different kinds of clam chowder, yeah, to agree on the same policies regarding like our economy? Like that's kind of a reach, bro. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can't agree on the color of your clam chowder, 
How do you expect to agree on guns? You can't. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. You want to kick it off? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this because my body's too bootylicious for you, babe. What's up, Stokers of Stoke Nation? This is Chad Kroger coming in with the Going Deep with Chad and JT podcast. I'm here with my compad, Dre, Jean Thomas. What up? Boom, clap, Stokers. And we are here in the studio. Yes, sir. Julie's going to be pissed because she wants that light on in the back. How do you turn it on? Yeah, let me turn it on. She texted me last time. She's. I thought she was like, she texted me like a a, fo- a photo of like a, a screenshot of YouTube and like our podcast, and I thought it was gonna be like, your your podcast came up. That's so awesome. And then I realized it was a video, and she's like, turn on the fucking light. I was like, oh okay, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, thank you, Julie. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Happy she, to have it on. It's giving us a nice glow. You're the best, Julie. Um, I'm wearing this shirt. This is Leo and Romeo and Juliet. I'm wearing it to spite Aaron right now because he hated on the Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, you posted 95. about it yesterday. What happened? There? Well, I just shared a I shared a meme that said like, keep in mind this was a movie that was made about Shakespeare and it was a picture of all the guys in the movie. And then I went back and looked at IMDb because I was like, who who is in this thing again? Are you mad that Jamie Kennedy was in it? No, no, no. Okay. I don't know. I've met Jamie. He's a cool guy. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, no, it's just like, it's, Baz Luhrmann is a great cinematographer Mm -hmm. and production designer. I don't know that he should be directing movies ever. He's got some bad habits in his editing. It can get a little overstimulated at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, I don't know. I think it's a killer movie. Yeah, I think. You would. (laughs) Dude, I I do. Dude, that's ad hominem, bro. (laughs) Why? Subtly ad hominem. And it holds a special place in my heart because I'm on an outdoor date there. Outdoor movie date to see it. it I was, mean, it you have super to, I went on an outdoor movie date with Babona, the coach from uh, UCI baseball. If you're young buckaroo, go play ball there. To see Romeo and Juliet? We watched it like when we were like in our 20s. We went to Los Feliz and watched it outside with a couple of pops. Oh, dude, nice. Yeah, yeah. I was in uh, Hollywood. We got a bottle of champagne. It's, it's perfect. Super My romantic. wife's favorite movie is Moulin Rouge. So, like, yeah. I'm in this camp already, but like, you do it for the ladies, but that movie's not good. <laughs> well, Moulin Rouge is too much for me. Like, Roxanne, I'm just like, the intensity of it. Although I do think Elephant Love Medley is just beautiful. Also interesting, they wanted it to be Heath Ledger in that movie, but he was too young. Yeah. Um, but dude, Romeo and Juliet, the soundtrack, amazing. The soundtrack's mm-hmm. good. What about this? It's one of my favorite scenes of all time. When Leo and Claire Danes, who are both angelic in it, see each other through the fish tank, mm. and well, that song by Desiree plays. Yeah, I think the music does a lot. And the camera's just tracking them. I mean, Desiree's in the movie, apparently. Oh, really? Is she the one singing at the at the show? I'm not sure. It just I saw her in the in the press in the. But dude, I, I mean, it, I don't know if the movie overall works, but some of the scenes are just perfect. Paul Rudd crushes. Paul Rudd's so he's good. He's in that space, uh, space astronaut suit, mm-hmm. just being a douche. His smile when he sees her, and he's like so yeah. like... Uh, uh, His quaff. Yeah, and he's like too gallant in a yeah. way that feels super corny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, I love, I love that movie. And also, I have to admit though, Great Gatsby, I was really stoked for that. And then it came out, and I was like, oh, this is a bummer. Oh, yeah, Boz sucks now. Yeah. Yeah, that movie sucked. The soundtrack also. He's good at soundtracks. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, Great Gatsby was bad. The acting was ridiculous, and like, I don't know, the typewriter letters like falling and stuff. That and the when they drove into New York City, and it was just like all these colors, and he's it, it, like, they're on the road. And it's, it's not real cars, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Leo. Leo's sick. What do you think of Toby in that movie? 
Uh, McGuire as who is he? Billy, He's Nick Carraway. Billy, yeah, there it is. I was calling him Billy Calloway. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was good. I like Tobey yeah. Maguire. You know, he doesn't pop up in stuff much either. You yeah. know, he does a movie like every five years because he's too busy playing, playing poker. poker at night and, yeah. you know, breaking mortgage lenders who have the, the tenacity to come at him yeah. or the temerity. Yeah. Uh, but no, I liked him in it. I, I liked Tobey Maguire. He's kind of a weird guy because he always plays like a, a, a softy. You know what I mean? He's always kind of doe-eyed and like really sweet. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's not like that off camera. Right. So that's always kind of interesting. But I, I like it when he plays something weirder. Like in Wonder Boys, he's like this weird writer college kid. Yeah. And he's kind of creepy and, and uh, manipulative. And I liked him a lot in that. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked him in uh, Spider-Man 3 when they let him show his bad boy side. That you was know, really so what funny. I'm talking about? <laughs> Dude, when he's walking down the street being a bad boy, he, he, his finger pistols in that are unmatched. Well, I dressed up for that. Me and a couple of buddies dressed up for oh, that. Did? We were in junior college. We didn't have a lot going on on the weekend. And so yeah. we used to just put on some outfits and go see movies. And yeah. we got. And I remember my friend JD that I was with, who was super jacked. He looked hilarious in his Spider-Man costume. When it when it got to that scene, he goes, what is this, the mask? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and then, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Fuck. Oh, we're going to dress up for Top Gun 2. That's the first movie we're going to dress up for yeah. in a long time. So yeah. what, what are we going with? We're going with flight suits? Flight suits, yeah. for sure. And then, uh, dude, other interesting thing about Spider-Man 3, they had like a really good novelist, Michael Chabon, help on the second one. Yeah, great last name. And he said on the third one, they made them put more bad guys in it so they could sell more merch. Mm. <laughs> so he didn't want to add in like Sandman or whatever. And then right. they were like, no, nah, we need more bad guys because then we can, we can move more toys at we can right. move more toy at McDonald's. Product. Exactly. Dude, I remember those Happy Meals growing up. I was, I was always so psyched on them. Actually, my favorite was Taco Bell. When Taco Bell took on Batman, the one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, dude, I remember these. Dude, that was the best. That was the best. That that Taco Bell theme, Batman theme, was. I I got so many Mexican pizzas with Arnold just staring back at me. I was dragging my parents to it all the time. Yeah. I always liked those. I always liked the gizmos in those movies. Yeah. And so, like, as those movies got worse, they had more gizmos. So I kind of liked it more. James Bond has the same kind of corollary. Yeah. And I remember I'd always get home and draw what my Batman gizmos would be. What What would they be? It was just like a cooler car. And then, like, I thought he should have more guns, too. Right. I was always kind of like, it always felt a little tedious to me that he didn't have a handgun. Yeah. Like, he's. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of his whole thing. Right. <laughs> that would be funny if he's just like, but, fuck it. But I'm well, watching... That's, that's the DC Batman. He just shoots people. No, no. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, cool. Yeah. Not the Robert Pattinson one, but the, right. the Ben Affleck one just shoots people. When's time. that coming out, Robert Pattinson? They had to postpone it's it a little delayed. Bit. That's going to be cool, people though. People think yeah. Pattinson's them. a beast. Yeah. yeah. He is a beast. I. Uh, he has a gun in the bat symbol. It's the gun that killed his parents. Oh, nice. Is the bat symbol on his chest. His jawline is incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really... Stokes me out. I uh, do. I have a to circle back to. You came out with a bootylicious. Mm-hmm. I have an interesting story from my past about that, which is a little bit tragic, but I've grown from it, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. When I was in a seventh grade, that was like the most popular song, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, I was at a party, and that song came on, and I think I've told this story before. I pulled my shorts up. Like into like looking like uh, I was wearing a jock strap or something like that to make everyone laugh. Mm. An older girl at the party, Jessica, said that she saw my dick and that it was super little. Mm. And that's all anybody talked about for the rest of the party, like 40 kids. Really? And then I was just outside kind of bummed out. And my this guy was like quasi friends with came over. He said, what's up, dude? So I'm just chilling. He's like, Jessica's telling everyone you got a little dick. <laughs> and I was like, it's not true. It's totally true. <laughs> and, then I was, and then he was like, are you going to say anything? I was like, nah. And then I remember last song, I was slow dancing with this girl, Brennan, 
Mm-hmm. And I was just so sad because she had a crush on my friend Hunter, so she was sad. Yeah. And then I was sad that everyone there had, a, had thought I had a little dink. Yeah. And it was like the uh, just most melancholy slow dance of my life. Right. And then I came to school on Monday, and uh, her boyfriend wanted to kick my ass. Nice. Mm-hmm. Because I like uh, grabbed her butt when we were dancing or something like that. Right. Should I cut that? No. No. You're young. You're yeah. Young. It was a bad move. I yeah. regret it, but uh, you gotta learn. Yeah. He was—he was a badass too. He like—he yeah. beat the shit out of someone in high school. He like broke the guy's ribs. He was cool. Wow. And then uh, <laughs> he came up to me at school and he's like, "What's up, dude?" And I was like, "What's up, dude?" Yeah. And he would have murdered me. Yeah. And he was like, "You know, I'm really pissed off about what you did, but I'm not gonna beat the shit out of you because I like you. So just don't do it again, bro." And I was like, "Thank you so much." That's awesome. Yeah. What a good guy. He was cool. Kind of. Not really, actually. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> but, not. No. Yeah, no, he was cool. He was yeah. cool. He got into fights, but I mean, a lot of people got into fights. If, yeah. Dude, if I would have been a better fighter, I would have been getting into fights too. Yeah. I mean, I probably was romanticizing those aspects of him too much, but no, he was a good hang. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful experience. I learned a lot. It's character building. You, you, do you think you'd be the same JT if you hadn't exposed your, your little dink at that party? No, for sure no. Yeah. Dude, I I was uh, at the park yesterday mm-hmm. and I was, I was microdosed too, but I... I I was walking around shirtless and I was just observing everything and I, I was having a good time. And then I got a really strong impulse to, to hang strong, to yeah. streak. And then thankfully, even on a little psychedelic influence, I was like, can't do it, dog. Yeah. I was like, life's about restraint. You got to respect other people in this society. You know, other people have different limits than you do. Right. And what you're okay with doesn't necessarily mean it's okay to do. Right. Yeah. Is it, but I wanted to, I wanted to, I, I just love being naked so much. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. I do that at my place. I'll have the, the blinds open. And, you know, past nine o'clock, I'm just, I'm naked. As um, you should be, dude. And so I'll, I'll go out and be like, oh, I forgot to do some dishes and be like, dude. And I always forget that the blinds are open. I'm just hanging dong. But, you know. Right. You, you got to send a message to the neighborhood. Uh, and optimistically, and no one should operate on this thinking. Yeah. But just in this moment, as a thought experiment. I've seen your neighbors. Yeah. They're young. Right. Mostly dudes. Yeah. Maybe they're cool with it. I'm sure, you know, well, I think that's why my one neighbor doesn't talk to me. I think he saw me hanging dog and he got pissed. Dude. Okay. So <laughs> I was a strider yesterday. We were, we were shooting something. And you remember that one time when um, we were out shooting on the, on the front porch and my neighbor who I share the place with comes out with his bulldog and, and his... I think it's just, I think it's his girlfriend. They have two bulldogs. They don't like me at all for some reason. I think because I got the garage. But they they just do not talk to me. They don't even acknowledge my existence. It's really weird. And you know, remember when we were shooting and, they, and they're and they walking out and it's sort of like, we're like friendly guys and we're like mm-hmm. shooting. We're having fun. We're like fun. golden retrievers. Yeah, we're like, hi. Yeah, 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 we're like, hi. And they just, they barely acknowledge us and then he starts yanking on his dog's leash and stuff and you're just like, what the fuck? Dude, I still think about that moment. It really, yeah. do you remember how hurt I was afterwards? I turned yeah. to you, I was like, What's the deal, man? Dude, yeah. yeah. Well, Strider had the same thing yesterday. No way. Same thing. Okay. We were, so Strider brought his dog Sunny over. By the way, right. cutest dog ever. So spunky, so cute. Best yeah. smile I've ever seen on a dog. And uh, he brings uh, Sunny over. I got to meet Sunny. And uh, we're in the backyard. And so I share a backyard with these people, but there's is fenced off. So right. I, I technically share it, but there's is fenced off. And they have two French bulldogs. So. French bulldogs come out and start barking at Sonny, and Sonny's like all curious, and the guy just runs out. He's like, "Hey, hey!" 
grabs his bulldog and like just like it doesn't even acknowledge us we're like it's okay dude it's, it doesn't say anything and just like storms back into his place kind of like kicks the other dog out of the way and strider's like what the fuck was that man i'm like yeah it's weird it's a weird dynamic dude that's really sad but it almost yeah. makes me feel better that they do it to everyone because now yeah. it feels less personal well i think it's just me no i don't think it's you it's i think me, it's the dude. world dude i think it's the outside it's world fucking me, no man. it's not you dude no My way neighbors hate me man dude i think that's so funny too because when dogs interact that's such a natural segue for their human partners to talk yeah you know what i mean so for him to not even be like acknowledge the other dog or the people responsible for it yeah like Dude, do you have any social grace? Like, did you go to Cotillion? Yeah, like you're supposed exactly. to throw me a what up here and say, "Oh, where'd you get your dog?" And you know right. all that bullshit. But I know. But it's but I need the bullshit. I love the bullshit. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Yeah, I I hope I can go throughout my whole stay at that place. I can go without having a conversation with that guy. I think, dude. I think you might get there. That guy's tough. He's a tough nut to crack. Yeah, yeah. I was I was blown pit. away. <laughs> by how little he responded to us in that yeah. moment i was like blown away i was like what's up man how's your day going he went, mm. <laughs> right dude and and also when i moved in he came over and he's like he he knocks on my door so i guess we did have a kind of a conversation he goes he goes our electricity went out uh for some reason you you have the better setup so the 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 the, the box whatever where you fuse flip box. switches the fuse box fuse boxes in your backyard i'm like yeah man go whenever whenever you need to go go back there and he's like doesn't even acknowledge that he just like walks away that was like a one conversation and i was trying to be like neighborly like yeah man whenever you want to go back there just go back there and he's just like i think he's gonna come around actually that was what just popped into my head yeah you can win him over i think you're gonna win him over you're solid dude you're solid and steady he's gonna maybe he just takes a while to get warmed up yeah you know what i mean not unlike how Aaron hated us when we first started. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're thick as thieves. Right, right. We're right. a fucking team. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the realtor when I moved in was like, she's like, don't tell the people next door that we took off, that we gave the garage for free because you, you're paying the same amount as them. So I basically, I think I'm paying the same amount of rent as they are, but I have a big yard and the garage. You got a sweeter I th- deal. I think they know. But I wouldn't be... You can't be upset I wouldn't be a you. fucking renom yeah. about that. Yeah. You're you know? not the bad actor in that situation. No. You know what I mean? You're not... Resp- you just I, lucked out. I used to yeah. use Kevin Fart in the gauche. Yeah, I wouldn't be... You can't be mad at the other person who got a sweet deal. That's, that has nothing to do no. with you. Yeah, you gotta yeah. be mad at the person who made that deal. Yeah. yeah. I think they're just pissed because they think I'm probably like 20. And... I'm single, living there, living it up, and they're pissed. Yeah, they're jealous. Look, if people don't like their lives, they're going to be angry at anyone who seems like they're enjoying theirs. Yeah, that's how it goes. Like, this guy has so much extra space, and he's just walking around nude, tanning his his nuts all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking right. They could learn a lot from you tanning your nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. storing it, powering up your tea, which is going to get you feeling brighter. Yeah. Dude, back to nudity a little bit too. I was listening yeah. to a podcast called Little Adams, and this lady wrote a book about a statues coming down and just like the history of it throughout yeah. time and they were talking about you know the greek style and the roman style which was uh because you know statues have evolved how we do them like a lot of statues are guys on horses uh-huh. which is pretty telltale sign to me that you were racist right if you're on a horse in a statue yeah you're one of the bad ones yeah um but they were talking about greek and roman style and how you know them being naked and they called it heroic nudity 
Mm. And I, where do you think that heroism derives from? It's because they got little dicks, yeah, dude. Small dong. And it was heroic of them to share that. It was inspiring right. for them to share their small dongs with the world. Right. And to let it be forever, like, commemorized in, in a statue. That's awesome. In bronze. Yeah. It fired me up, dude. You're getting a heroic dose of small dong. That's what I was listening to at the park. And I yeah. was like, it's time to be a hero. And then yeah. I was like, ooh, slow yeah. down, Charlie. Yeah. You know? Maybe not everyone's going to think you're a hero if you bomb this hill naked in front of 12 different picnics littered with children. Yeah. But well, different, different cultures. After we build the Paul statue, we should build statues of ourselves with and make our dinks even smaller than what they are. Microscopic. Yeah. To, to inspire. What Infinitely think, small. I think I think that's the way to go. Do you want a statue of you with a small dong? No. Yours with a piece would be good, dude. Yeah. Aaron with just a hog. <laughs> but we probably if, if Joe's gonna be one of the statues, he's you might have to have a small dong just to. No, I'll go number two. Like he can be okay. number one. I'll be number two. That's fine. Fair and enough. It, it would be funny if you had a bigger dong than Joe, though. I could see it. Yeah. Probably. Not. We've never gone into this, Aaron. Do you mind if we probe? Because we talked about it once. Briefly. Oh, yeah. Episode 86. I remember that. <laughs> that, what was, a, that was the one. What, minute 27. <laughs> that was a good conversation. I'd like to circle back. What, what, what are you working with over there? It's fine. It, it's, he's I've got no complaints. You know yeah. he's got a piece. Mm-hmm. You got a piece. How's dude. your bell end? It's cool. Nice. It's does, cool. It, does it look like a full helmet or is it kind of like a Lance Armstrong aerodynamic helmet from circuit 2003? Yeah, it's a little more aerodynamic, I think. Sick. Yeah. Where are you guys at on Lance? You like him? No. Um, I have some compassion for him, I'd say. But I don't really know the whole situation, but... We were talking about... Or should I even bring it up? Michael Vick? Mm-hmm. With dogs? Killing dogs? That's unforgivable to me. But yeah. if, you're, if you're, you know, cheating at cycling... That and you're true. helping And you're helping fund cancer research... Whatever. Yeah, but that, I think, that's I think, fine. Like, that's like <laughs> that. Having said, I don't like him. Yeah. Like, the raising money for cancer, great. Yeah. Cheating at cycling, don't care. Yeah. It's the ruining asshole lives. he was to everyone right. else. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. He ruined lives. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, that's brutal. Yeah. That I forgot about that part. Dude, I, I just finished that book about the Lakers uh, with the, the Kobe Shaq era. And, like, yeah. Kobe is. It's rough, dude. Really? Not a nice guy. Mm. Kind of a. Uh, cruel person mm. and uh, it's a tough read if you're a, if you're a Kobe fan but uh, he kind of reminds me of Lance almost in terms right. of their, like you, you respect the drive yeah. and you respect the competitive attitude and the ability but you're like I think he could have accomplished that without right. the kind of uh, uh, brutal way you treated other people right yeah, yeah. Like, it's, look at like Babe Ruth lovable dude everyone fucking love that dude yeah hank aaron love that dude willie mays mm-hmm. shaq's he's, like a little lazy in it but he's very and he can be a dick you know yeah. almost the way like a big child's a dick like just kind of yeah, immature yeah. but incredibly generous and yeah and yeah. like fun exactly. yeah and him and kobe's problem was basically it all comes down to shaq wanted to be kobe's big brother yeah and kobe was like no you'll never be my big brother but yeah. everyone else let shaq be their big bro right and then Kobe didn't even want his approval and it just broke Shaq's brain. Right. He's like, I'm the best player in the NBA. How can this kid not want me to like help him? But Kobe was always just like, no, I'm the alpha. I'm the alpha. I'm the alpha. Mm. Since he was like a kid, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, you know, he did accomplish a lot with that mindset. That's crazy. Dude, going back to nudity, it reminded me of a story when I, when I first struck 
that's the uh, past tense of streaking. For sure. Um, just a little grammar lesson. Um, in high school, so I first struck after probably a more difficult, you know, one of my more conflict-riddled times in my life uh, where I, I, I dated this girl for like a month and then broke up with her and then she was with another guy and then we hooked up and it was like a big, big issue in the school. I think you do a stand-up joke about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's important to you because, yeah. Yeah, and so it was, it was after that time, which is probably like, you know, I, 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 it wasn't a good look for me. I was a bad guy amongst the, the school. And I went streaking because I was a senior and it was like we were graduating and I went streaking and it's like tradition. Everyone goes streaking. And a bunch of girls who were like, you know, uh, I think a year younger saw me streaking and they called me out for having a little dong. Wow. They're like, I was like running and I was like, I felt so free and I was like, no worries. I was like, this is awesome, you know, because I was already a little bit nervous. I was like, you know. It's hard for me to break out. It was, especially at that time, I was much more shy and it was hard for me to break out of my shell, but I just, I got naked and I did it and I like, I was, I felt free. It was so, that's when I like fell in love with it and I'm running and I'm sort of like trailing because I'm sort of taking in the scenery, you know, I'm more of like a visual, you know, observer. I'm, it's not a race for you. Yeah. So I was like taking it and I'm like, wow, the campus looks nice at night. And, uh, and then I hear, oh, he has a small dick. And um, you know what I thought in that moment? I deserve it. You know, it's it's they put shame in you for the first time. It's yeah. like uh, it's it's biblical. It's Adam and Eve when they become aware of their nudity after eating the apple, and then they cover up their genitals. Right. Yeah. That you literally had your Eden moment yeah. where it got corrupted. Yeah. I disagree that you deserve shame, though. Yeah, I guess you dated I, her first. Right. Oh, we're and talking you, about the the original sin yeah, here, and you have no responsibility for their the sanctity of their relationship. Right. Yeah. I guess so, I'm I'm just hard on sure? myself. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, but also what? Like I said, like if if anyone, if people are mad about their relationship breaking up, it should be at the people in the relationship, not the outside. Person. This is like the house right. situation again. Yeah, don't be mad at you because you got the place with a nice yard. Yeah, totally. but I don't know. But but I did it, and I you know, I I helped facilitate. You were part of pain. Yeah, sure. I you know I I I, I pursued it, mm -hmm. knowing what the deal was. All right. But you know, I, I don't know. I appreciate. I appreciate the. Uh, uh, you know, I think. Uh, I I am pretty hard on myself. So thank you, Aaron, for letting me off the hook a little bit. Well, and let the record show you're like incredibly decent and respectful of that's of those boundaries in, yeah. in your day to day life. You know, I yeah. think I think I'm just sensitive about it because it's you know parents divorce, mm -hmm. and so I'm like in my mind I'm like I can't be that I, I can't do that mm -hmm. can't ever do that. But this was in high school, right? It was in high school, yeah. And yeah, I was, you're not wrecking any homes. No, and I was trying to lose my virginity. <laughs> they probably so weren't going to end up together. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I was really trying to lose it's, my maybe, virginity. Maybe God at the end will show you what the timeline was supposed to be, and like <laughs> yeah. they ended up having a kid, and that kid cured COVID. Yeah. But the likelihood is that they were they were destined for a break. I'm going to Google it yeah. after this, mm -hmm. and I'll give you guys an update. Dude, back to basketball real quick. I'm so pumped. Giannis out to Takembo. Uh -huh. Looks like they're going to win the title. When we record this, they're going into game six and they're up 3-2. Uh -huh. Dude, this guy has like, as like cruel as some of those other people describe her, he's like the opposite, I think. I mean, right. hopefully I don't ever get disillusioned with it. Some tell-all comes out and it's like, he was a cock, but doesn't look like it, dude. He's like, really, never complains about his teammates, stayed in a small town to try and win a championship there. And then... He always misses his free throws and his jumpers. He never lets it get in his head. He just keeps going. He keeps shooting. Right. There's this other player, Ben Simmons, who sucks at shooting, so he stopped. 
because he's like too embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So he'll pass up like layups to like not be embarrassed, basically. Yeah. Giannis just keeps going. Yeah. And so now he takes so long to shoot free throws that the opposing uh, fan bases will count how long it takes to go one, two, three. And it gets all the way up to like 10 or 11 to get in his head. And he told reporters, he's like, dude, I just have to try and find a way to have fun while that's happening. Right. And then I can get through it. Right. He's 26, dude. He has that healthy of a mindset. That's cool. And then he, they, he had this fucking insane block in one game. And uh, he didn't watch the highlight of it. And reporters were like, why didn't you watch the highlight? He's like, because ego is looking backwards at how great you were. And pride is looking forward to how great you could be. Right. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty inspiring. He's a philosopher. Because yeah. he, he's Greek. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Dude, that's what it is. Yeah. Dude, good call. I was wondering, I was like, I was like, what's going on? How's this guy have such a good mindset? Because it's really like, the other thing, his teammate after the George Floyd stuff was like, I don't know if I can play. Giannis on the spot goes, then none of us are playing. And they were the first team in the NBA to be like, hey, we're sitting out. That's dank. He's a leader, dude. Yeah. That's sick. I just got chills. Um, He's a stoic. He's stoic, bro. He's a stoic. That's what it is, though. It's they got the good philosophy over there. They probably put that in their books. You know, you get the original text. They can read it in its native tongue. Yeah. Then he he just freaking he's got it all in his brain. That's dank. Yeah, because Ryan Holiday did repost his thing about ego. Oh, he did. He mm-hmm. oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, what a beast. Yeah, man, I love all that shit, dude. I've been uh, I've been going to therapy. Oh yeah, yeah. you told me you yeah. went you went more than once. I went uh, today too. Oh nice, I've gone twice. Dude. I've been with, I, I got I went twice to my, my a therapist I know. I used to see yeah, her. Yeah. yeah, she's awesome. She's best, dude. Uh, my thing with I I, I was better today in my sesh. But my first one, you know, because I, I was I was pretty, I just had a rough weekend, just emotionally, and uh, and I never really get like sad, but I was like sad, and uh, <laughs> I was sad, dude. <laughs> I was fucking, I was sad. Hey, I'm here to hear. It, um, and so I had this, I had the sesh, and with like ther- every time I've done therapy. You know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, so this is what's going on. You know, it's was, it was, it was mostly like pertaining to like heartbreak or whatever. And I was like, yeah, just like this heartbreak came up and stuff. And we get like 20 minutes into it. And I'm like, all right, I think that's all I got. <laughs> it's <laughs> tough to fill an hour, dude. It's tough. Yeah. It's like doing an hour of stand up. You're like, how many yeah. bits do I have? Yeah. 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 That's why you go into crowd work. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I was <laughs> How's like, your day going? <laughs> exactly. I was like, so what's up with so you? Where are you from? Yeah. yeah. I was like, where are you zooming from? Um, yeah, it was good. It felt good. And today I was actually able to like fill the hour. Oh, really? Nice, dude. Yeah. yeah. So you're digging deep. Yeah, I was digging deep. I, I was, yeah, I was able to like actually talk about like, you know, it's just things kept coming up, which was nice, but. She's really good with that stuff too. Yeah. Like looking back and kind of working through it, processing. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's like with the whole confidentiality aspect of it, I, I, I had a little bit of trouble getting past that at first because I'm like. I don't know why, but I was like, who's listening to this? You know what I mean? Oh, it really? was on Zoom. So I was like, are you recording? Oh, interesting. Yeah. It tells you. But I know. I know. I was. I didn't think she was recording, but I was just, I, I just had this like feeling in the back of my mind. I'm like, who's listening? Because it's like sacred things that you're talking about. So you feel pretty vulnerable when you're, when you're letting them out. Exactly. Yeah. But it's nice. I, I like it. I, I, I told you she had a name for it when I would feel the same way where I'd right. get like jittery and be like, all right, I'm out. She called yeah. it. She's like, oh, you got the, yeah, I got to goes. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. she'd be like, just try and sit so you don't even have to talk. She'd be like, just because for me, it's more like ADD, you know? Yeah. And she's like, just sit there and like sit still and just sit with it. And I'd be like, I got nothing. I got to go. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, but yeah. then I'd sit back down and I'd, I'd do that like four or five times. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel much better today. You do yeah. good, man. Yeah. 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 And I, I, uh, yeah, I think it was like a week of just like, 
I'm like bumming, but uh, I I feel I think I feel back to normal today. It's good, almost. Man. Yeah, dude, I almost look at it too. It's like uh, I mean, there's always reasons, but to me, it's like sadness or depression, and you know, there's a difference between the two. But they, the randomness of them, I mean, is like you're just like a boat out in the water, and it's like yeah. sunny and it's flat. And then just a rogue wave will come yeah. and just like knock your boat over. Yeah. And you're like, where the hell did that thing even come from? But there's right. like no real, you can't check the weather patterns for it. It just happens once in a while. Yeah. And then like you just spend a day or a week or a month just getting the boat back up and putting everything back together before you can like take yeah. it back out on the water. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough too with like <clears throat> relationships and like relationships ending too. It's like, I think guys especially try to do this is like, once they end, you just try to charge forward. And mm-hmm. you're like you're like I'm good. Here we go. You know, like back out into the world. But then I feel like it's just like inevitable. It's gonna hit you. And it was painful, you know, the first couple of weeks and stuff. But I was like, kind of like, yeah, I'm good, dude. Single, loving it. But then it's just like, I think. And she was saying this too that for guys, it just like hits later on, where you just like it just and it just comes out of nowhere. Where you're just like, oh. And I was trying to quit vaping too, so it just like compounded everything. I was just. Yeah, it was like, I was like laying in bed. It's a nice little misery sandwich right there. Dude, yeah. yeah. You're in the middle. Dude, yeah. And I, I, was, I was laying in bed. What was I watching? I was watching like, I was watching like Loki and I was like, is this ever going to end? Because I was like, I think I think I vaped too much and I fucking, and now that I like, I'm just going to be withdrawing for the rest of my life and I fucked it all up. That's what was going through my head. Dude, with happiness, you know, it's fleeting with pain. You think it's forever. Yeah. 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 It's a weird thing. Yeah. I've got the vape lung pop. Yeah, I got the vape. Yeah. <laughs> got the popcorn lung, baby. That's really true what you're saying, too, about, like, and I've heard that before, that guys get hit by breakups later. Girls are initially sadder guys that hit them later. Yeah. But, like, with my first girlfriend who we were on and off for a long time yeah it was like three years two years after the fact yeah i just had like a weekend visiting my dad in florida and i just it hit me i was like she's gone forever right and i like we ended up getting back together later yeah so you know all these things can go in a bunch of different directions yeah but it was i was decimated for a week just laying in bed sleeping best sleep i ever got but i was just (laughs) sleeping all the time right Mm, couldn't do anything it's brutal it's tough man it's tough. And it's tough when you're going through it of being like, why would I ever put myself through this? Like, I, I can't go through Because you're saying, like, most people have, like, four to five, you know, serious According relationships. According to the intro of love life. Yeah. yeah uh, before they're, they're married. I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is just fuck. But, I mean, that's why they write all those songs about it. But in the moment, I was like, how am I going to go through this shit more? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, yeah, it's a powerful catalyst for what you put into your, your art and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then also, I mean, this is, like, an easy way to contextualize it and maybe it's doesn't reflect the depth of it but i think like uh like how much pain you feel i think is equal to how much you loved whatever you're feeling pain over right so it's kind of beautiful in a way it's like you you loved her a lot yeah and you guys had a really good relationship yeah in a lot of ways so it's like yeah you're just mourning that Yeah. yeah yeah and then when you get through it it's much better and it's like sort of like uh but it's necessary yeah yeah, and you just learn from it and then you just yeah. feel like you know it's it, you got to go through those experiences as much as i want to stay stoked forever you know it's uh, i'm learning the importance of 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 you know going through the roller coaster of life as opposed to just you know just being you know cruising through on high speed yeah and you've, you've had a good run of being stoked most of the time yeah you i'd know? say like 90s nine percent yeah you had like when you like first like uh 
Like when you were like 24, you said, right? Yeah. And then now, 30. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, it's a pretty unprecedented run of uninterrupted green lights. Oh, so. I've, had a, I've had a great life. Yeah. I'm yeah. not complaining. <laughs> no, you can complain. You can complain. Yeah. I, just, I, just, I just say I'm impressed. Oh, by I you. wasn't trying to. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. No, I was like, uh, no, I, I, I do love I love you. I, yeah. <laughs> love you too. Yeah. And no, I, I do love my life a lot. But, uh, but it, uh, as much as I hate to experience sadness, it does feel good in a way. Um, it's like an ice bath for the, for the heart. Well, see, Suzanne told me I like it because it makes me feel alive. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've kind of fetishized it in a way. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I struggle more with boredom. Yeah. And then so I'll go sad just to uh, not feel bored. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, man, I'm bored. I'm like, well, cry about how your parents are going to die one day. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. afterwards, I'm like, that felt better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope they don't, though. I'm, I'm, and I believe in cryogenic freezing. I told my brother, my brother knows the plan yeah. that... I'm supposed to get frozen if I die. Right. And even if it's not in my parents' wishes. You're going to Ted Williams that shit? I might Ted Williams it. Dude, hell yeah. <laughs> Ted Williams, like, the, the kid had his, like, the head, right? Like, the body got severed, and he was just, like, yeah. ran away with the head, and he was going to freeze it or something like that? Yeah, it was, fro- it, it was frozen, yeah. And, and sitting on top of a can of tuna or some shit like that. Amazing. Uh, dude, tuna has lots of omega-3s. It's- There's a lot to learn from Ted Williams. Yeah. If we could bring him back, you know, what? Would you sure. say best contact hitter of all time? I know you got oh, your boy Tony Gwynn. I mean, he's a Tony Gwynn's the best contact hitter of all time. But Ted, Ted, Ted Williams game, right? had some serious power. Yeah, but batted like 400, right? The last one to ever do it. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Now no one bats for average. We live in a totally different baseball. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Have you heard of the show, Shoho Atani guy? Mm-mm. Oh, okay, so there's a guy for the Angels who pitches and hits, mm. which no one's done in like 100 years. Mm. And he's badass at both. And he's fast. I just showed Aaron a video of him beating out a single. We got to go watch him at Angel Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, pitchers don't usually hit? Never. Right. Uh, they do. They, they have, have to have in the to National bat, League, but they all good. suck. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, they can hit well. That's okay. Yeah, no, he's like leads he's, the, he's leading like the league. I swear I've seen runs. Kershaw hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this guy's leading the league in home runs, which is unheard of. He has like 30. <laughs> very anomalous. Dude, what a beast. Yeah. He's very special. He could hit 60 home runs this year. Does he piss you off? No. Oh, you like it? Okay. I don't. Yeah, he doesn't like Fernando never. Tatis. He's the other most exciting player in baseball. Mm. I just don't like how good he is. Right. And I just wanted to buy him. It came, at, it came at our too. expense last October too. Yeah. So. Uh, and my buddy likes to wipe it in my face. It's like you barely know who the Padres are. Right. He's just stoked they have a name guy right now. Yeah. 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 What else? Dude? But Otani's great. Yeah. It's insane. I'm trying yeah. to see what other notes I took. Although he does, wa- he has walked a lot of guys, which I find strange. Yeah, his ERA is like it's not like elite, but he's he's very good, right? He's very he's very he's the best thing they have on either side of the ball, and that's why they suck because they only have the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you gone to any games yet? I haven't. I was going to go to the Cardinals uh, Dodgers series, which is. You know, if they had a day game, I could have brought the baby, but they yeah. were all night games, so it was just going to be me. But even then, it was so expensive. This was before everything opened up. Right. Unless you wanted to sit in the vaccinated section, which was a shitty part of the stadium. Interesting. So I was just like, nah. When you when you go to a Dodgers game, what do you what do you eat? Do you get garlic fries? I have, yeah. Do you get a Dodger dog? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you get brews? I don't drink. You don't drink? No. You don't drink ever? No. You don't drink ever? No, no, not at all. Really? Never have. No. How did I not know that? I mean, I've, I've dr- if I go to Vegas, I'll have a slushy thing. But <laughs> <laughs> I, how do we not know that? I, I don't know. I feel like I, I tell a lot of people about it. Yeah, that's interesting. 
I mean, you, you play it so that uh, it's props to you for yeah. just playing it so like I can like, hang. Like, uh, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, oh, Aaron's just chilling. He's hammered, but you're not. No, I'll fuck that's, with anybody if they're high or they're drunk. I don't care. That's awesome, dude. I'll take you as you are, dude. That that just speaks to you as a dude. Yeah, versatile. You just yeah. fired me up. Utility. And I'll player. get his home safe. Yeah, for the most part. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't do coke, but I like being around people on coke. It's an exciting time. <laughs> yeah, something. And no I kind of feel that said. chaotic all the time. Yeah. You know, like I feel like my brain's a dance floor, so I'm always looking for like that kind of energy. Yeah. So when I'm around people on coke, they're just talking a mile a minute, tangent ideas, a lot of intensity, a lot of passion. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I remember times I've done it and just like, man, what do we uh, the, the conversation, dude? I get deep in the conversations. I mean, when I would take Adderall in college, you know, message me over in high school. What's up, dude? How's it going? It's good to see you. I'm, nice. uh, I'm at Santa Clara and I'm just studying philosophy. What are you up to? And they're like, hey, man. But <laughs> <laughs> well, on Coke, I get super passionate. You put on, you put on Ted Nugent Stranglehold, and we're going to have a conversation. That's what's up. Yeah. It, it's a kind of remembrance, though, to, to reach back to people in high school. Yeah. That which is a good thing to do. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's, you can take lessons from some of that behavior and be like, that's one thing I'd like to keep. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. You're like, there's other aspects you don't want to keep, but that's a, that's a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. As you guys say that, uh, yesterday I, one of my best friends from high school, his birthday, I saw it on Facebook and I just fucking hit remove notification. <laughs> <laughs> you're a savage. Dude. I mean, I just, you're a savage. I, mean, I just move on with my life. I don't know. I, yeah. Right. I'm not attached to that the, town anymore. That's sort of how I am. Yeah. Um, like a Marie Kondo of, of, right. of your personal life. Yeah, and it's something I need to work on, too, because when people from, you know, my past sort of reach out, and I appreciate it, but sometimes I'm just like, you'll get, like, a text, and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's sort of what I think. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm busy, which I shouldn't, but that is that is my natural response. It's interesting. I mean, I think there's there's a a lot of positives to that, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, I think you grow a lot that way, and you're not attached to an identity as much that right. way. Yeah. Because when you're constantly reaching backwards... You're almost like reaching back to who you were back then, too. Exactly, yeah. And I like that. I, I like to, I'm just very sentimental that way. Yeah. But, but I think if you can keep going forward and just take life as what, what it's, what's new that it's offering you, yeah. you're probably, you, you might become a lot of different things in a cool way. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're so different. Than, you, you, you talk a lot about how different you are than when you were in, like, college, right? Oh, yeah. I've changed a lot. I, I, I've gone through so many different phases. I'd say, you know... Our early childhood, you know, from uh, up until about eleven, I was like, I was quiet and shy, but but I was I was also a performer, and I would really bring that out, and uh, you know, at, at, especially like in front of like the family Christmas time, you know, I'd, I'd always trying to make people laugh, and then, you know, um, and then school, I think it kind of, I think high school kind of. And middle school kind of, yeah, no, I was, I was still like kind of the performer in middle school and then high school kind of took the wind out of my sails. I got beaten up a little bit. Uh, just like, um, I think just with the competitive culture that I was sort of thrust into and I I was just, I think I was just too sensitive for it. And that made, that made me like turn inward kind of. And then I found partying and I became like a party guy and that brought me back out. And mine was kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. I put all of like my enthusiasm for being the center of attention into partying yeah. rather than trying to find like a more traditional or, or like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, like school version of it, like theater or something totally. like that or debate or whatever, yeah. you know, none of those things seem to fit for me. So I was like, I'll yeah. just be like 
loud and talkative at parties yeah totally yeah, yeah i tried to do theater because i like knew inside i was like i want to be a performer but then i go to like acting class or like theater class and i'd be Bro, like no shot i'd be like dude it, literally in my mind i'd be like i'd be like this is what leonardo dicaprio does uh, dude, it's funny. When I was at <laughs> high school, went, theaters all musicals too. And it's just like, yeah. I can't. I don't want to sing. At my yeah. second high school, it was pretty slim pickings for kids to perform in the play. And you know, I was yeah. like the most outgoing guy. So they're yeah. like, "We're doing Grease." They're like, "JT, we want you to play Danny Zuko." Yeah, they were like, "Can you give me the part?" I didn't really have to audition. I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. First day of dance practice, I'm in the back of the room, and I go. And you know it's it's a shame I didn't have the comfort, but I looked around. And I was like, no way, <laughs> just yeah. walked really? out. Yeah, yeah, totally. And like the vice principal was like, are you not going to do the show? And I was like, I didn't even give her like a big explanation. I was just like, yeah, yeah. And then just like left and never came back. Amazing. Yeah. It was, and I, I I liked a lot of those kids too, but I was just um, I was always more I liked the jocks more. I just yeah. was always friends with kind of like uh, like cerebral jocks. Same. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, that's I. I you know, high, end of high school to college, put all my energy into partying because that's how I could. That's how I was able to be outgoing. That's and, that's and, how you had status in the yeah yeah and fuel that performer side of me. And then I, I tried to do that in the real world, and it just wasn't working. I mean, I'd be blacked out, and people are like, "Why are you blacked out? It's like Thursday." And they're like, "What are you trying to do again?" I'm like, "Try to be a comedian." They're like, "What are you doing?" And that's why, I, you know put a damper on the on the partying but then found stand-up i'm like and that and that's where and i was like oh i can i can get on stage because i wasn't uh, as i was pretty introverted still i'm like half and half i have that like extroverted side that wants to come out but then the, it can be like primarily introverted but then like having a mic on stage was like i was like oh this is it yeah perfect match of player and part yeah yeah, yeah that is it's funny how like how what level of public intoxication i thought was like acceptable oh, yeah. yeah like when i was 24 and i first came to la we went to the hudson yeah i get blackout drunk i'm like kissing my friend andrew on the mouth i'm like climbing which isn't wrong but it was like you know it was intense yeah and then i'm climbing out the window of like the place and like coming in through the other window and people are like yeah go 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 and yeah. then i fall asleep on the sidewalk yeah <laughs> and i'm just sleeping on like that's like santa monica it's a busy intersection right right and i'm like this is all totally normal yeah. yeah i woke up the next day and i was like i was pretty embarrassed actually that time I remember Strider heard me in the middle of the night be like, <laughs> like yeah. trying to laugh at my behavior. Right. But he could hear the insecurity. And then the next day he's like, you freaking dork, dude. <laughs> he's like, I heard you try to laugh it off. He's yeah. like, I could like hear the shame in your giggle. Yeah. But I, I thought that was all relatively normal. Right. Yeah. Right. To just be hammered in public. Yeah. I think, um, it, I, it I can't be to sporting events or whatnot. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I had it in my mind of, of like impressing girls, you know, cause I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm like, wait till she sees me blacked out. She's going to be so impressed. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I just didn't understand, you know, what was attractive and like, and like what girls were looking for. Is that because you would have thought that was hot in a girl? Like if a girl could <laughs> rage hard, you're like, that's hot. She parties hard. I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah I think a little bit. Yeah. Cause I, cause I'm like, I, I just thought, I just thought I was so cool when I was blacked out. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to be quiet now, but wait till she sees me when I'm blacked out. She's going to be so fired up and be like, I got to hook up with this dude. And, you know, it doesn't really work. It's, it's funny, too. I mean, like, I, you know, I used to do a lot of my sets and stand up on Adderall. Yeah. I just get so yacked out. And I thought I was just, like, crushing. And oftentimes I was having really good sets. 
But I remember when I first started doing them sober. Yeah. And like my brother's girlfriend was like, I like watching you a lot more when you're sober. Yeah. She's like, you're much more in it. You can like feel the beats of it more. Yeah. She's like, it's better when you're sober. But it didn't feel better to me. Right. It felt way worse because when you're on drugs, you feel invincible and you're like, right. you don't feel it when the audience doesn't laugh. Right. But having that like presence and that sensitivity is like, I think it's worth more than, totally. than not having it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember you told me that too. I, 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 I didn't drink for like three years and I started drinking again, you know, a few years ago. And because I, I was, I yearned for that. I was like, I was like, oh, but you know, I'm not, people aren't seeing like the cool side of me. That was what was going on in my head. So I started drinking again. And then you told me, you're like, I like you much better when you're sober. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it sort of blew my mind. I'm like, really? Like, I thought, I thought I was like so fun when I'm hammered. And you're like, hey, you're not really different. You're just kind of like, slur your words a little bit <laughs> and i'm like for real <laughs> yeah you're great sober yeah, yeah. Oh, i mean you're great in all permutations but yeah you're you're, you're perfect as you are yeah. well you, you told me the same thing too when i was doing all the adderall and i was like yeah. confessing to you one time we were driving mic to mic and i was like i was like man i just don't think i can be funny without the drugs and yeah. you were really sweet about it but you're like dude i think you'll realize that it's actually inhibiting you more than it's giving you right yeah and i was like nice dude i still <laughs> had to hit a fucking massive bottom to stop but it yeah. was it was good advice yeah, yeah. oh thanks man. should we uh, answer some questions yeah all right let me go grab my laptop i left in the other room all right here comes the bedroll guys i'm interrupting this podcast like you know once again that we're brought to you by manscape manscape thank you so much for keeping our trends pewed for looking after our hogs for making sure that our dogs are looking fresh and clean because you got a dog or a vagina, and you've got pubes, and it's time to trim those up with the lawnmower 4.0. That's right, the 4.0. It's got an LED spotlight. You can see your trims in high def. Uh, thousands of RPMs motor. You can trim them up nice. Uh, and you'll get the performance package 4.0 that takes off not only in the USA, but Canada, the UK, Europe. Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Manscaped has gone international, more than international this time around. If you're in one of those areas, order your performance package 4.0 today. You get the, the lawnmower 4.0, you'll get the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver toner, and your trims are gonna your pube your trims are gonna look are gonna pube up so nice. So that's what's up. You'll get the crop preserver ball deodorant too. You get all kinds of stuff. Bort Harry Balls and Buzz Lightyear that Woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GODEEP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code GODEEP at manscaped.com for a clean, trendy, and beyond. Your space balls will thank you. And we're also brought to you by Fruit Smash Hard Seltzer. If you're going to drink hard seltzer, if you're going to go out and party, check out Fruit Smash at your local store near you. All right, back to the show. Oh, man. Move your body up and down, ooh, make your booty touch the ground, ooh, I can't help but wonder why I've made them for you, babe. I don't think you're ready for this, Jill. <laughs> Do you like Destiny's Child? No. And it's my wife's favorite artist, so it's, she, her favorite movie's a Baz Luhrmann film. Uh-huh. <laughs> her favorite artist is Beyonce. Who opposites attract. I don't like either, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, Beyonce's talented, but. She can't sing a song to save, or write a song to save her life. How many of her songs has she written? She's probably got credit on everything because hmm. she's smart, but it's it's all trash. I mean, you look at that. <laughs> Wait, Beyonce's all trash? 
the the songs the songwriting. Oh, like the lyrics aren't good. Yeah, no. I would I would kind of agree with you. Yeah, I mean, all those Destiny Child songs are just re- repeating the same word half the time, like mm-hmm. bills, bills, bills. No, no, no. Like <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Yeah, I mean, you're I don't think that. you're ready for this beehive, dude. I said one thing about like Rihanna being better than Beyonce, and I got one of the angriest DMs I've ever gotten. Oh, I'm sure it was. I, I, I was just telling yeah. Chad that like my wife's favorite artist is Beyonce, so like I. I have to keep this down at home for sure. But like, mm-hmm. it's obvious. I mean, like you've seen, you've seen that meme where it's like her and nine writers and the shitty lyrics and then Freddie Mercury, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. It's right, like right. One writer. I mean, it's, it's really four guys. And but. even like Halo is one of my favorite songs by her. I like, like big ballads like that. Mm-hmm. And that song was like intended for like, it was, they gave it to like Leona Lewis first and she didn't want it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like personal to. Yeah. Or uh, Ed Sheeran wrote Love Yourself. So everyone thinks that song's about Selena Gomez. It's like he didn't even write the song. Yeah. It's it's very muddy right now in terms of who wrote, who writes what. But like. And there's stuff where Beyonce tried to do what JD, JD does where he doesn't write anything down ever. It's amazing. It's insane. But it's also why he rhymes things with the same word. <laughs> you can see him when it he does, happens when he they have the video of like him hearing dirt off your shoulders for the first time when Timbaland came up with the beat it's a great video because they're both just dudes at like the peak of their powers and they're just supposed to like confident and good at what they do but Jay-Z goes in the in the room and he's like alright I'm just gonna do this off the cuff comes up with like a third of the lyrics for the yeah. song really like or two thirds yeah wow. I'm sure he does multiple takes and everything gets it right yeah like, that's awesome but he a came up with the, he, he came up with the bones of it on that first yeah. take it's a lot of times wild. he rhymes words with the same words they were saying he can remember like the whole album in his head, like just really? yeah. He must do. Wow, he's got a big brain. Um, but yeah, Beyonce tried to do that. You know, now since they've been together, it's just like that's why you got lyrics like "surfboard." <laughs> that's a good song. <laughs> surfboard, surfboard, surfboard. Grading on that wood. Grading on that made wood. And how? Grading on that wood. <laughs> I mean, wood what song is that? Drunk in uh, love. Drunk right? in love. Yeah. Oh really? Drunk in love I gotta check that out mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny when they did their concert film together and even though Jay-Z is like the most charismatic like one of the most charismatic hip-hop performers of all time it's just like the on-stage talent disparity when you see Beyonce like dancing like a maniac she's clearly talented hitting these incredible notes and then Jay-Z is just talking yeah. <laughs> it's just it a just, white t-shirt yeah they don't they don't <laughs> them next to each other you're like i don't know i don't know dude um all right let's answer some oh cues, i wanted dude. to say because you guys are talking yeah. about drinking and and all this you know how you thought you needed it to do stuff like i just never had that feeling you know mm. that's why i mean i watched my buddy's dad like drink too much and fly off the handle as a mm-hmm. little league coach and stuff like this like mm. so like i had little league I, like at yeah. the games yeah yeah, 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 yeah. he got in trouble for some words he said was he he was hammered at the games he was always drinking always keystone light every day all day long Mm. um and he passed like a month before my dad but um so that was my like he was never a role model to me but like a role model for drinking so right that that's where i was just like no i don't want to do that yeah and then i got you know right when i hit teenage years i was like getting i wouldn't say political but just like philosophical and and i almost studied philosophy in college I, yeah i almost minored in it and then it got super to carlin i didn't know carlin was a huge pothead right, <laughs> right. yeah long years but um 
yeah, so I just never looked to something else, which made it hard. I mean, it just, yeah, obviously, you know, I, I, I probably would have had a lot more ladies if I was a little more loose. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you never know. Uh, in times I've been so white knuckle it through life, you know, that's right. what I call it just white knuckling through life. Right. Yeah. I, I, in times I've been sober, it's, I've been more success dating wise. Cause yeah. I think when you have that composure, it's, uh, it, it they can sense that yeah that, that you're like oh this guy's a little bit more has a better grip on who he is i think maybe it, no yeah, it's a maybe. powerful thing i mean yeah. that's, that's what people in uh programs are often kind of that's the aspiration yeah is that you get to a place where you're you're motivated to be your best self and then, yeah and then that kind of like transcends any of the, the things that you felt like drugs gave you yeah or, or whatever your addiction is yeah because you, you you really learn who you are I just think I have a more. I think I have a more intense resting face than you do. So like, right. I don't look as fun loving. <laughs> like, right, right, when right. you're just normal. I don't know. But you're a fun guy. I feel like I am. Yeah, yeah you're the best. I'll fuck around. Like, let's. Yeah. Let's no, I, I actually I've never even thought about your uh, drinking at all. Like whether yeah. you do it or not, it's, yeah. it's never like really factored into my thinking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is a compliment, right? Yeah. 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 Which is also weird because I do love Vegas. Right. I don't gamble and I don't drink. Well, Vegas is the fucking best. That's the thing about Vegas. You, I Vegas like, is good no matter what. I just like that it feels like summer camp. Because yeah. I never went to summer camp. And, yeah. it, and when I did go to camp, it sucked. Yeah. But it's like all hours. I, I love a 24-hour town. Like I, I wouldn't like New York because I think it's just it feels crushing to me, the, the big buildings. But I just love the idea of being able to get up at, to still be awake at 4 in the morning yeah. and looking for something to eat. And there's a hardness in LA. I mean, it's probably there in Vegas too, if you live there, but in Vegas, everyone is kind of, I mean, like you're seeing some people take their hedonism too far, but for the most part, everyone's there in like kind of a joyous, yeah, uh, yeah. a joyous That's attitude. Yeah. You everyone's know what I mean? Kind of in New York, people are like smoking cigarettes and they're on the subway and they're like, get out of my way. I'm on, I'm on my way to work. Like you're, you're in my way. Yeah. And that's a fun energy, but it's not as like uh, easygoing as Vegas, I guess. Yeah. 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 I, um, I, I did Vegas sober for, Schmoll's wedding, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, you wake up and you we wake up feeling good. You go to the gym, nice ass gym, and I, I walked the strip a little bit, and it was like, yeah, the idea of of waking up and not feeling hungover in the morning in Vegas was like it was is it, it just felt great. I was like, this is awesome. It I, when I'm in Vegas because I, I I drink so much when I'm there and I'm out in the sun so much. It, yeah. I'm playing catch up every day. Right, like I'm fatigued and I have to like find ways. I like I have to take naps and you know yeah. do all these things to kind of. Just get back to normal. Yeah. Feels like I'm going 15 rounds. Totally. Not 12, like pre-1985 or whatever, like still those championship rounds. Like yeah. I'm, I'm in deep water. Yeah. And I got Ali just bearing down on me, hitting me with everything he's got. <laughs> but I'm going to keep coming. I'm going to get you in the Thriller in Manila. You're going down, Ali. <laughs> that was me as Joe Frazier. Um, dude, should we answer some cues? Yeah. Blackout Fest. Lately, I've been on a concerning blackout streak. I always hear about the things I do in the morning and usually regret my actions. I try to combat this by drinking beer rather than liquor, but I always find my way to the liquor and find myself waking up still drunk, usually on a hardwood or concrete floor. Do you stokers have any suggestions on how to get better at handling my alcohol? I'm about to go into my first year of college where I'll be playing football. I feel like football players are held to a higher standard and blacking bi-weekly, sometimes more often, is a bad thing to carry with me into my future endeavors. Thanks, fellas. Keep up the great work, and thanks for, again for answering the queue. Uh, my dog, thank you for writing in. I think um, I think it, it's, it's pretty clear that you aren't able to sort of, you know, take your booze in moderation 
and you're going into college. So I think I would, you know, I would, I would designate your party nights. You know, I wouldn't try to go every weekend because, you know, if you have something big coming up you, and you were like, oh, I can't get too hammered. Uh, I've got like an exam. I got a big game. So I'm just going to have a couple beers tonight. I, I don't think you're the type of person that can handle that. Um, and that just the way, you know, the way if you have that beast inside of you that just wants to get, you know, blacked out. I don't think moderation is really an option. So I, I think I would, you know, if you're going to drink, I would designate the right times to do it so you don't have too many consequences. Because uh, I recognize that myself. I can't, I can't, I can't control it. Um, and I just want to get blacked out. So, you know, I, I just do it sparingly. I think you're right, dude. Yeah. And, and specific to that, I think Chad's that nailed it. And then specific to the athlete thing. I mean, I just, like I said, I read that Lakers book and there's guys on the team who kind of, uh, fizzle out because they can't get their partying in order yeah you know they come to practice and they smell like booze and as as you go to college the level of competition is going to get higher yeah so you're going to be dealing with guys who are just as as athletic as you but if they're more disciplined they're going to be kicking your ass so um you know a lot of people they choose socializing over whatever sport brought them to school but you seem like you're really into football so I'd, i'd try and give your all into that and and just try and be disciplined for that it's good motivation yeah yeah if, if I can be the dad here too, like uh, you're going to be a college football player, you're a you're a giant weapon when you're drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you have actions you regret. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so far you've only seems like he's only messed himself up by waking up on these floors or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want to you don't want to sock a dude or get too handsy with a lady and then be dealing with that the next day. Totally. Yeah. You, someone else is gonna feel like shit and you're gonna feel like shit. So uh, yeah, if you can skip that, man, that that'd be that's the better course totally yeah and i think i would even venture to say that maybe you should give sobriety a try especially at least during the football season because i think i think maybe you can't see it now but drinking might be making you more miserable than you than you think and it's hard to it's hard to tell people that who are just going to college but you know if you're if you're if you're writing in about this i'm sure it gives you a lot more um anxiety and and probably malaise than than and and you're young and you're partying and stuff. So when you when you're going through that, you're like, oh well, I'm partying. This is like sort of what what's I'm supposed to be doing. But you know that's not necessarily the case. So maybe give it a break and see how you feel. Because uh, you know the the anxiety I used to have of like, oh, I'm gonna black out. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna say? Especially, you know, I'm not even a big dude. But if if I were, you know, it's the anxiety from that and that removing that from your life is pretty epic pretty cash yeah yeah um all right what up to the patrons of stoke sorry for the long message but i've recently gone through a familiar situation with my lady and i'm unsure how to proceed so here's the rundown my roommates and i recently celebrated a 21st birthday over the weekend and we raged hard the theme was cowboy night so everybody and their ladies showed up dressed in some fabulous western attire i took it upon myself to put together a pair of denim assless chaps to not only wow the crowd but also as a reward for myself for not shying away from depth on leg day to keep it brief the fellas loved it in fact i placed second in our costume contest let's go dude my lady however did not like my costume at all At one point in the night, she pulled me aside to tell me that she wasn't comfortable with my cheeky outfit and that she wasn't into it when I put my arm around her like that. 
after the party dispersed and we went home, she and I had a heart to heart in which she reminded me of how she doesn't like to feel embarrassed or like all the eyes on her in social settings, such as the root and toot and rager on the ranch. She felt that I had embarrassed the both of both of us with my brash costume and behavior at the rager. And I just find it hard to agree. I love this girl with all my heart and I don't want to put her on edge when she and I socialize as a pair. This isn't the first time this has been a problem. So I'm, definitely aware of the magnitude of this situation. So Lords of Stoke, what do I do? Shall I continue to ride by the seat of my assless pants and rage the way I love? Or do I pull myself up by my bootstraps and reel it in for the lady I love? Thank you for your wisdom, bros. Oh, P.S. My bare ass was not hanging out of the chaps. I wore two pairs of underwear underneath. So to the best of my knowledge, I hadn't committed any crimes or such. His ass wasn't even showing? Dude, for her to be freaking out and your ass isn't even showing? Yeah. I already thought if your ass was showing, if yeah. I'm just being totally candid, I think you're not. it's harmless fun. Yeah. yeah. And so for her to be, be trying to rein that in, that's not a bad part of yourself. No. And you're giving joy to others and you're feeling joyous in that. Like That's kind of, for me, amongst the best human experiences. Yeah. So for her to be like kind of being fuddy-duddy about that, I yeah. think that's not cool. And then the fact yeah. that your ass wasn't fucking out. Yeah. You're wearing two pairs of boxers. Yeah. That's like not even a thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, Prince did it. Prince does can't, it. Can't can't not be cool. Right. Exactly. And and you don't feel bad. You know the answer to that. I, oh, I almost said his name. Uh, You don't, you know, you know, dude. Yeah. You know, bro. Well, here's the thing. It's like, he wants to live his truth. He had a lot of fun assless chaps i love it everyone at the party loved it he got second place i mean it wasn't like he was thrown out of the party why why yeah. should she be so embarrassed and i think it's, it's her like, parents dude she came yeah. from a house where like if you stick out you're shaming the folks right yeah i think um i mean if his ass was out he would have won first that's true too yeah, yeah. yeah. first place goes totally. to, the, to the person I who commits like, how did he yeah. not win first now i know now we know yeah. great call yeah, dude, I, I think I would talk to her and be like, look, you can, can try to control me, but you're putting a lion in a cage, and eventually I'm going to explode, and you know, I'm going to have to show my ass for real. You're trying to rope this Bronco, and yeah. I'm going to buck. That's yeah. the, you guys are going to be at the Abbey. You're going to be watching all these libertine gay dudes getting after it on elevated surfaces, and you're going to be like, I want that. I exactly. want to be a part of that. Yeah. And then you're going to be in pain that you can't do it because like... She's not going to, she's going to judge you for it. And you know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. So you just got to, you can't live that life, man. He's too no. young. He's, yeah, he's too he's young. young. Yeah. You got to let loose and you got to, uh, uh, you know, you got to talk to her about how, you know, you got a wild side and you need to explore it. Yeah. And it's, it's a nice wild side. Yeah. yeah. You're not I, like I think lighting cars on fire. I think she, yeah. yeah, I think she's being super unfair and, uh, honestly kind of a boner jam. I think she needs to find a friend because if it comes to you, it might be, you know, she'll think you're biased. She needs to get a friend. She needs to go on like an eat, pray, love journey of right. like finding her own assless chaps. Right. And like find that expression in herself. So then, because ideally, you know, I don't want you to break up with someone. I want you guys to hold hands with your asses out. And yeah. I think that can happen. But you got to tell her like, look, you need to like uncork a little bit. Yeah. Look, my name is... My name is the Slayer. Okay? Yeah, I'm Big Rod, and my ass cannot be covered. Doesn't at a hoedown. It you're cannot be covered at a hoedown. Slayer, your ass deserves to be out 100. percent Thank you so much, Big Rod. When I don't see your ass, I get sad, and I know the rest of the crew does too. We're all on our bikes, and we look over there, and we're like, "Why the fuck are Chad's ass is covered?" 
And then whenever I see your butt, I push a little harder on my bike. I have a better day. I need that. I don't know why your old lady's all haranguing you. I think you're a great guy. I think you got a nice tush, and I think you're doing everything right. That's my opinion. But, hey, man, I'm just a biker dude. I don't know about your personal life or nothing, but that's how I feel, man. Big Rock, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something right quick? Yeah. But, dang. Man. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say that, man. Well, my, I knew you were going to say something. I didn't know it, you were going to say, but, dang. It, it came out of me, and I had to say it. You know, I say it sparingly, too. I only say it when I'm really riled up. Man. I haven't heard you, you say it in three years. When I'm root tooting, and I'm cocking my guns back and shooting at the Bronco that's coming after my hog. I haven't heard you say it in three years since your ass got covered. That's the first time I heard you say dying in three years. You know, my lady, I mean, you know her, Roseanne. Good lady. She makes a mean casserole. But she doesn't like my ass, and it hurts my feelings, when you told me she makes you go to the bathroom with yeah. your pants on and you just have to put holes in all your jeans, I thought that was terrible. That seemed like excessive overkill and just a ruining of a good pair. You're buying new jeans every day. God. Big Rod, she made me pork with the with the hole in my in my britches. She makes you shower with your jeans on. It's crazy, man. That's I came right. over. I was you're like, I'm in the shower. Come on in. I was like, all right, well, that's cool. I'm probably gonna see him naked. I walk in. You're, you got pants on, and I your sh- nipples were covered. My nipples were covered. I show up to the Harley dealership. They're like, "Why do you have su- Why do you have suds on your dungarees?" I'm like, "Cause Roseanne, she doesn't like my new body." She's a good lady. <laughs> All right, <laughs> she's but, a good lady. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to besmirch her too much. I'll, I'll tell you off mic what I really think about her. <laughs> uh, podcast question: Advice on charisma and ED. Um, what up, Kings? <laughs> <laughs> I hope this request for knowledge finds Chad, JT, and any esteemed guests on the podcast well. I must begin with the sincerest of thanks for being the fuel to my fire of Stoke. I've been a listener since episode 15 and can say that y'all have accompanied me through the roller coaster ride that is high school and college. And I am forever grateful for your wisdom thus far. However, I come to you with a slight conundrum. It all relates to having game with members of the opposite sex. First, I suffer from pre- pretty severe social anxiety. Lately, I feel as though this quality is just being magnified as I get older and prepare to start junior year of college. Ultimately, I am a complete little bitch about approaching girls that I do not know. Additionally, if I ever do muster up enough drunken courage to approach them, the conversation falls flat immediately, so much so that I am starting to believe that I am just a socially uninteresting person. What are some tips or thoughts you guys may have on this issue? An additional detail is that I perform really poorly under pressure. For example, if a friend puts pressure on me to make moves or approach someone, I quickly lock up and refuse like a total schmoll. Furthermore, and unrelated, I am having boner issues, and I can't put a pin on whether it's performance anxiety related, alcohol related, or if I'm just drilling too much. Any advice would be dope on the dong, especially from JT. I was way, I'm way too young to not be wielding solid wood. Love you guys. Keep up the upstanding work you put in. Could be any of those three things. Also, uh, get your hormones checked. I, I think it is. I think it's probably all three of those things to some degree. It's worth just, you know, but do you, Chad, do you want to start with the charisma and then I'll handle the dong? Yeah, I think, um, cause I, I, I sort of had this issue too. And, and uh, I think, uh, I think, I think one thing that I did that I, I suspect you might be doing is you're trying to 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 give off like a perfect image of yourself to people, and you're scared to show people who you are, and you're scared to sort of take a hit, and 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 you you know you sh- I I, th- 
I'm just guessing it, you're scared to sort of show your flaws to people, which is like sort of the basis of connection is like honesty and then like connecting on things that you're vulnerable about. And also in terms of like, you know, uh, approaching a, a lady or just like talking to new people, it's like um, you're putting yourself out there and it's scary, but it's, I, I promise you that when you do the feeling after you do it, no matter how the interaction went is so, is so gratifying and, and, and amazing that, it's just so rewarding. So I would start to be a little bit more honest about who you are to people. And also, you know, just talk about what's going on in your life. Cause you are an interesting dude. I guarantee you that everyone's interesting if they're being authentic. I think. Yeah, exactly. You need to be a little bit more of your authentic self, which takes time to discover. It took me time to discover, but, uh, you know, just sort of, uh, talk about what's going on in your life. Talk about your interests you know, uh, if you, I, I, one thing I do is if I'm in a conversation with someone and, you know, just point out like, Oh, I like your, I like your shirt. I like your hair or whatever. Just, you know, talk about something that happened to you that day. And then you just start connecting and you just have stories about things that happen in your life. And, and you'll connect with people on, on, on the, uh, on sort of the, the messiness of life. That That's what you'll connect with people on. And so don't be afraid to show people your, your true self. 100%. And then do just practice, man. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Just keep doing it. And don't let a loss get to your heart. You know what I mean? Just keep going and just keep going. And, and if you can just be like process, you'll, you'll get there. And then do with the boner thing, bro. I still have boner problems all the time. It's fine. Nobody cares. Just be a good listener. Talk a little bit. Use whatever other tools you got. And then it'll work out. You're going to get a boner. You're going to be fucking nice and right when you meet the right lady. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. I guarantee his dink works. Yeah, your dink works, bro. And if it doesn't, you'll be fine, dude. But it works. It works yeah. really well, dude. You yeah. got a nice boner, dude. And yeah. that thing was meant to be inside someone you love. Nice. And when you guys do that, you're going to be feeling great. And you're going to be like, all those boner problems are worth it to get to this point. Nice. Because this puss fits my dick perfectly. Whoa. Um, next question. Am I a douche? <laughs> Am I a douche? <laughs> dude, uh, I want to say this dude's name is Jean-Luc Jobert. Nice. So yep. just based off that, yep. I don't even think I need to read the question. That's the only question for today, dude. Um, what else is a French word? <laughs> douche. Uh, is that true? Yeah, of course. Nice. Am I a douche? My question is, I can't do French, but I'll try. I'll try. Am I a douche? I want a croissant. And I want to be a douche. Is that wrong? I am a douche. I am a douche. Is that wrong? Jean-Luc, listen to me, Jean-Luc. Um, sup, Chad, JT, and any dope guest that might be on. My name is Jean-Luc, and I am concerned that I might be an absolute douche canoe. I'm 19, <laughs> and I've been in and out of relationships since the end of my sophomore year of high school. I've been in three big relationships that have all lasted for at least eight months, but it keeps getting to the point where I find myself tuning out at the end of the relationships it keeps happening that it hits me hard and i'm head over heels for a girl we date for a while but then i feel like they aren't for me after like seven months of dating i'm worried that i might be subconsciously a complete asshat which isn't who i want to be after i broke up with my most recent girlfriend i went to bmt and had a lot of time to contemplate my past actions and this has eaten me up what's bmt is that in canada i have no idea it's like british mountain yeah terrace <laughs> 
Bamf? Bacon, mutton, and tomato. For some reason, I picture like the mutton's a, nice and thin. <laughs> for some reason, I picture a laser tag spot. <laughs> Dude, that's a good place to have epiphanies. Pew, pew, he's pew, just pew, in a pew. corner with his gun down, his jacket's lighting up, and he's like, maybe I do need to call her back. Yeah. Friends are like, get your head in the game, man. <laughs> yeah, fucked up. <laughs> um, I guess the Lakers used to have really intense paintball battles and Shaq would always be on one team and Kobe would be on the other one. Yeah. And some rookie says he just remembers Kobe looking him in the eye and be like, kill them. <laughs> and the guy was like, dude, relax, man. Um, do you think I sound like some player schmoll or is this a normal thing that people go through when they're younger? Thank you for any help you can give. Love the pod. Love y'all. Peace. Yeah, dude, 100%. Dude. I think this guy's just young. Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing anything weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think uh, I think in the fact that he's it's nice though you think about it yeah, and yeah. I, I think the fact that he's he's thinking about it and he's sort of like is very it seems like a very sensitive guy yeah uh, that means you're not being a douche I think you're just I think you're probably making the right move which is like understanding yeah. that the relationship isn't working and you're moving forward you're learning you're trying to find the right person I think yeah. you're going to be a very thoughtful adult who finds a quality partner yeah because yeah. you're you already thinking about this stuff at a pretty mature level yeah I would just and you know don't be mean I'm not trying to give you permission to be callous but like. Dude, I, I think you're good, man. Yeah. John Luke. Yeah, if you're, you're good. If you're like seven, Maybe. eight months in and you know it's not right for you, there's no, you're not an asshole for getting out of it. Right. It's just kind of how you do it is can be an asshole way to do it. But, and, and that's when the limerence wears off is after like six or seven months, right? That's when like the, that huge hit of limericks. Limerence, I think is what I learned. It was called in like a sex psychology class. I might be uh, wrong though. It was just like the state of a relationship where you're like the honeymoon the stage, honeymoon basically. Phase, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then that's gonna go away, dude. Yeah, that's gonna happen in a in a good relationship. So don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, dude, to the kid who was drinking with the alcohol problem, I forgot to mention this. I'm, so I was reading that book about the replacements too, and it's like, I think the thing I like about reading books about uh, different periods of time is you always find out what the diets were back then. Mm. Like in a season on the brink about the '80s Indiana team. Bobby Knight like thought his wife was overweight, so he sent her to Duke for the rice diet, which was the most popular diet at the time. You just eat rice. Now we'd be like, that's crazy. Yeah. These guys were hardcore drinkers and replacements, and all of them would just drink a ton of milk. Really? Because they said that helped with booze. Interesting. Yeah, and that seems to me today, I'm like, that's that'd be, horrible. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But they'd be like, yeah, they were prepared for a hard night of drinking, so they all chugged like five glasses of milk. I'm like, oh, that sounds coat brutal. Your stomach, but yeah, I guess that's what it was for, right? From the acidity of the of the alcohol, but it's still a bad idea. Ugh, just it's eat. Pretty hilarious. Diarrhea city. <laughs> yeah. Chattiest Von Steak. Who's your beef of the week? Do you say Von Steak? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, my beef of the week is with the uh, L.A. Uh, Department of Plumbing. Uh, Dude, I thought you were going after the mask mandate. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Uh, we're anti-mask now by the way (laughs) we're all vaccinated guys come on we gotta move on Uh, it's the LA Department of Sewage or whatever they spilled millions of gallons of sewage into El Segundo into the Osh dude not cool they did that? millions of gallons that's too many uh, El Segundo Dockweiler I think Manhattan Beach they're still closed it's a week later still closed by all the dookie that they spilled they spilled like millions of gallons of doo-doo into the ocean. Oh, my God. And on top of that, I think it was spilling out for like an hour or something. They didn't notify the public for like 12 hours. So I'm, sur- I'm sure some dudes were going in there to shred and probably just got a mouthful of Duke. Um, <laughs> that to me is worse than what Michael Vick did. You think we so? mentioned Michael Vick earlier, if this is a clip. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think you got to go to jail. Yeah. If you cover people in Duke right. without their consent, yeah, yeah, it's bad. You got to do some time. How would you feel if you got barreled in a dookie barrel? I'd be pretty sad. <laughs> I'd be pretty disgusted. You get spit out and you're like, oh, you're, oh. you're going to be lower than the chomos at prison too, by the way. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Uh, yeah everybody, it's child, child molester. Everybody Chad the, gave me that word earlier. Everybody at the beach gets pink eye. Like, whoa. Oh, man. Dude, all the dookie there. Yeah, so, uh, my, yeah, my people are with you guys. Way to go. Way to go. It's you not, spilled millions of gallons of doo-doo in the fucking osh. It sounds like a city council speech. Yeah. That guy's... Uh, that was just not cool. Yeah, especially to do it as a joke. Like, you know they did it because they thought it was funny. Yeah. And there's nothing funny about it, El Segundo. Yeah. It's not funny to cover people in Duke. There was a time, you know, in my adolescence, a little later than most, where I still thought that was funny. But right. I've definitely grown out of that. So, I don't know. Get your kicks other ways, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's way better pranks to do. It's disgusting. I can't believe they did that. Yeah. Who do you think they are? Dave Matthews, bus driver. Dude. What happened there? When he was on a the bus, the bus was on a bridge above a river in Chicago, and I guess the bus driver just dumped the tanks like off the bridge and hit a fucking uh, a tour boat that was going underneath. No, just raining shit on. Crash oh my god! To me, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't With think the band Duke. was on the bus at the time, but so if if that happened to you, if you were on the tour boat. And you'd be pissed because you just got Duke all over you. Yeah. But if you heard that it was Dave Matthews, Duke, would you be, be less mad? There's like more 40 guys pissed. in the band. You'd you never know who's Duke it was. Right. It's just like right. the fourth saxophonist. Right. More pissed. Dude, if the saxophone is Duke got me. I mean, because. The fiddle player. I love Dave Matthews, but there's saxophone. <laughs> that guy's Duke better not get on me. That's all I'm going to say about that. No, very generic riffs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think dude, I'm gonna make sure there's a saxophone player in Dave Matthews real quick. I always do this. I got a stickler for this stuff. It'd be funny if there wasn't. Yeah, let me see. Is there a saxophone in Dave Matthews band? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Leroy Holloway. Oh, he looks like a cool guy. He does look like a cool guy. Sorry, Leroy. I would happily take your Duke as much as any other member of the Dave Matthews band. Yeah. Glad I'm glad we cleared that up. Aaron, who's your uh, beef of the week? I have two beefs this week. Um, my first beef is with Costco. I, look, Costco, I love that you have so much stuff at such discounted prices. But you don't have all the stuff. And when I go there and I spend $350 and get all this stuff, and I still have to go to the grocery store for the stuff you don't have, it's very frustrating. Uh, my second beef of the week is colds. Have you heard of these? Have you had one in a while? I haven't. It's been like two years. Mm-hmm. They fucking suck. You had? So you, you have had one? one? I have, yeah, I'm getting over it. Are you contagious? No, I shouldn't be. Cause it's we not ki- COVID. We kissed earlier. Oh. Well. You should have said something. I did, but I said it with my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just got covered in you your right. duke. <laughs> You're good, dude. You got bulletproof immunity, dude. You could sleep in Duke. You'd be fine. I do. It's good for the immune system. My uh, my beef of the week is... Um, I have been wearing a mask at the studio, though, because when it was really bad, uh, because that's what you should do. That's what people have been doing in Asia forever. Nice. For sure. Keep it to yourself. Beast. 
my uh, my beef of the week is uh, with my feet. They smell. <laughs> I've noticed a trend over the last month or two where whenever I I used to wear my socks like two days in a row, three days in a row. Now I pick up my sock to to reuse it. I'm like, that ain't happening. Mm. Yeah. So how do your hands smell on the pot? My hands. You're always picking your feet. Oh, that's true. No, you know it doesn't transfer that much. Thank God. Okay. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, and if I ever have company coming over, I have to I wash my feet before they get here. <laughs> you do. Yeah. That's I run nice. I run into the show and I'm like, kah, 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 kah. that's nice. Yeah, but yeah, my feet are getting smellier. And I talked to my friend Greg, and he said, you know, he doesn't share the same issue, but he said, dude. She's getting older, bro. Yeah. You start to smell. Yeah. Damn. That's I sucks. know. It sucks, dude. It sucks. That's one of the harder hitting ones. Oh, yeah. I, for me, too. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I because of this cold, I snored so bad, my wife slept in another room. Wow. It's terrible. And she gave me the cold. So. Oh, that's... You know what? Her. Yeah. <laughs> to take away snuggles from my dog? Chad, who's your babe of the week? My babe of the week... Samuel L. Jackson. Nice. I uh, I don't know if I've ever done him before, but I mean, it goes without saying, the guy's an absolute legend. Too many roles to count. I mean, he just brings the heat to every movie I think he does. And it's like when Samuel L. Jackson is in there, you know it's going to be a good time. And I, I just bring him up because I was watching the, the Negotiator last night. Great movie. Get me Mark Sabian. Get me Mark Sabian. <laughs> the opening scene, he's wearing that turtleneck and he's talking to his daughter and his wife. Yeah. Oh, it's mm-hmm. great negotiating with his wife he's awesome oh, he's not awesome Kevin's no he's a good actor though <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a he's one of the best actors ever he's yeah he's really good um yeah, he acted like it wasn't a creep for a long time then we found out yeah true <laughs> um my mom always said he was the sexiest actor alive really speaks to my mom's taste <laughs> <Eesh>. <laughs> I, hope your dad, I hope your dad didn't hear that <laughs> she's like what um <laughs> i mean samuel L. jackson and um you know, Die Hard 3, Pulp Fiction, all the Tarantino movies, Snakes on a Plane, Shaft, uh, Unbreakable. Is that what it was mm-hmm. called? He's yeah. in so many movies. And I like him because he's so professional. I watched his master class, and one of the better things that, one of the cooler things I thought he said is he's just like, he's very professional. I do what I do. You know, sometimes they try to give you direction. I don't take the direction because I do what I He's very confident in himself. And in his abilities, which is really inspiring. And he's he's just basically like, he's like, I'm an actor. It's my job. You know, he's not sort of one of these, like, I'm an artist. And I fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm, he's like, it's my job. I go in, I do the work, I'm prepared. I get it done. And I like that. Um, and uh, one thing, too, is he, he talked about actors who, you know, can't watch themselves on screen. And he's like, if you can't watch yourself then how do you expect anyone else to want to watch you? Oh, interesting. Which is like a cool thing I think he said, because I think it's a, a lot of it is people, oh, I can't watch. And I have that too. Like, oh, I can't watch myself. Like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like just, you know, sack up and watch yourself. And you'll learn, I think, too. So it, it's a little precious, right? Where it's yeah. like, oh, I can't. I'm such an artist. I can't look at yeah. myself. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, you don't want to be. You don't want to. You don't want to be watching your own movies at home, right? You know, when right. you have company over, but <laughs> yeah. come on, you're at like the premiere. You can't like give yeah. it a, a once over, or yeah. if like the editor sending you a cut, you know, mm. and, they, and they want notes or something. It's like you got to be able to, you know, help out in the process. Dude, yeah. I think he's, I think he's one of the best actors 
ever. I, yeah. Especially in Tarantino movies like Pulp Fiction and uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. I, he looks like he's, he's having so much fun. Yeah. You know, he's still very believable, but you can feel like, it feels like he's having fun yeah. in all those scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it's contagious. It's got to be a good hang, right? Oh. Oh, I think he's yeah. a killer hang. Yeah. And how old is he? He hasn't aged a bit. No, he looks great. He had some pretty vicious drug problems. Yeah. When he did the movie Jungle Fever, his like team was like, he played a crackhead in it. They're like, don't do it. It's too close to home. Right. Yeah. But he got to the other side of it. Yeah. That's dope. It's good. Yeah. yeah he's one of the best. Who's your baby of the week? My baby of the week is air conditioning. It's been nice. hot as balls in LA lately. And just in my neck of the woods, especially. It's just a lifesaver. I don't know what I'd do without it. And even the... Air conditioning in my car too is really good. Like, we we've been taking my wife's car lately with the baby, and like the baby started sweating because we don't have like the vent in the back the way that my car does. Oof. It's a life changer. Nice. Got the vent in the back for the baby. Yeah, Todd Berry has a great joke about air conditioning. He's like, some people don't like air conditioning. I'm like, yeah. What is it besides a perfect solution to a problem? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I I just. I just shared someone's uh, tweet about air conditioning. Like, no, I don't want to come over to your house where you keep the air conditioning at 75 in your fucking terrarium, you lizard. I did see that on yours. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I uh, butchered it just now, but yeah. No, you did get yeah, so. <laughs> You lizard. <laughs> that is a funny insult for someone. I call A-Rod it multiple times a year on Twitter. A-Rod? <laughs> yeah, he's a lizard. He's what? a lizard trying to pretend to be a human. Nice. He's not. He's not a human. Yeah, people don't relate to him. His teammates had always looked like they were like, like when they would be celebrating together, he just looks so awkward in the in the group. You're like, yeah, that guy kind of doesn't seem like he knows how to hang. He's got all the pieces to be a cool guy, but he can't put it together. The last Oscars so he, he was at, in high school. The last Oscars he was at with J Lo, he was doing some weird thing with his teeth. I was just like, what the f-? like? He was like doing beaver face, like like where you put your upper lip up. Mm-hmm. But that was his smile. It was like, what is wrong with you? When you see Weirdo. someone who can't like smile yeah. genuinely, you're like, something's wrong. A lot of distrust yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. They just don't feel joy yeah. like we do. Um, my baby of the week is Canelo Alvarez's head movement. He's like one of the best boxers in the world right now. And um, I don't know if it was always this good, but it's just gotten incredible. And so he can just stand right in front of a guy, another one of the best fighters in the world, and he can just dodge their punches for like just beautifully like just moving perfectly and just subtly slipping and pulling back and it, it just looks so incredible and the thing is sometimes i think he's just doing it to show he can do it like he doesn't always return fire off it or counter punch i think he's just doing it to impress the fans and the judges and it works like mm -hmm. the thing with boxing is like i watch a lot of old fights and like like sugar ray leonard versus marvin Hagler. marvin Hagler probably landed the better punches but sugar ray leonard's punches looked cooler mm. and so the judges gave him the fight yeah and so i think like there's theater in boxing you don't just have to win you have to look like you're winning right and canelo alvarez's head movement is like a way to do that even though yeah. it's not hurting the other guy yeah and so it's just kind of a that's why every fight yeah. should have to be end in a knockout you gotta end till when he's dead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's uh it's just it's beautiful and it's it's just kind of theater and i think it's beautiful theater yeah nice chat who's your legend of the week my legend of the week is uh alan carr he's the author of this book the easy way to quit smoking and I know I've talked about vaping too much on the pod, but uh, this book is like, out of all the quitting methods I've tried, this book is the one. 
Yeah, I've heard that one's legit. Yeah. Yeah, because it it the what he does is he reframes your your relationship with like nicotine and smoking and stuff, and he's like, you know, he talks about he's like there are a lot of perceived benefits. Helps with helps you with weight loss. Helps you concentrate. Relieves anxiety. And he like he he basically debunks all of those myths um and and then i think the most important thing for me is he sort of he showed that nicotine does nothing for me at all in fact it's purely negative and which you know i I would sort of be like in my mind i'd be like oh but it, it you know it's like a treat for myself it's like uh i love the buzz i love the high and then when you when you sort of reframe your thinking around it you're sort of like He's like, he's like, you don't, you're just feeding the beast that you created with your addiction, um, of like the, you're addicted to nicotine. So you, you, you think in your mind that taking another hit of like a vape or something is going to give you that, this, uh, relief and this good feeling. But really what you're doing is you're just delaying the withdrawal symptoms from the nicotine. And so once he reframed that now, when I, you know, and he encourages you to keep smoking until the end of the book. So now, you know, in in those times when I've hit the vape since, it's like, now I'm able to be like, oh, yeah, this just makes me feel sick and anxious. And that was huge, because now I'm like, oh, I don't really want it anymore. I still have those cravings that are, you know, you just got to get a few days in to get past those. But he's like, changed my whole relationship with it. So uh, I think it's, it's. Guys, if you're looking for a way to quit that stuff, Alan Carr, the easy way to quit smoking, check it out. And I heard about it from Nikki Glazer on Joe Rogan. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've heard about it from yeah, Paul Tompkins. Oh, really? He worked for him, yeah. Yeah. Was she vaping? Uh, or cigarettes? She did it for drinking. He does it for drinking. Oh, uh, okay. And I think she used to quit smoking, too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, can it apply to other things, you think? Or yeah, he has books versions? for, like, everything. I think, I think he has book, yeah. books for drinking... Uh, maybe overeating, I think. All that all that shit. I'll look into it. Yeah. Like, Alan Carr. Okay. C-A-R-R-A-L-A-N. Your voice cracked. That's how I know you care. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's always cracked. a sign. Yeah. When the voice cracks, I know it's legit. Yeah. yeah. It's tough, though. It's a beast, though, because, you know, I'll get like 12 hours, no vape, and then in my mind, I'm like, that sounds really nice. And then you go and you spend like 10 bucks to buy one, and I take a hit, and I throw it away. I'm like, this is so ridiculous i've seen you do that i've yeah. seen you almost like rip it open hit it and then throw it away it's so yeah. ridiculous <laughs> fucking oh and another thing too is like the withdrawal is like that that's a whole thing with like the the that the tobacco industry i think helps promote is like that withdrawal is so brutal it's like the worst and that that's what scared me off from it because i'm like oh, it's I been scaring get- me it's made me reluctant to give it up because like, yeah i don't want to be i can't suffer right now i need to get this done or that done exactly yeah. exactly and then this is like the withdrawal from nicotine is basically nothing. And then once you have that in your mind, or you're like, oh, it's not, it's all psychological. It's not that bad. Now I don't really have any withdrawal symptoms, which is like crazy. And you're like, oh, it's all just in my mind. It's cool. Nice. Yeah. That's badass. Aaron, who's your uh, legend of the week? My legend of the week, I've mentioned it several times probably on this podcast, is the movie Aliens. Nice. <sighs> Wife took the baby out of town for a little weekend. That's probably when they picked up this cold we all have. Never mind. Uh, but that's when I, I sat down and rewatched it in, in my little movie theater at home. Fucking, it's just it's just a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Minus there's a little brown face in it. 
But other than that, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the the one girl's uh, like a Jewish lady actress playing a Mexican woman. Oh, really? A tough, badass Mexican woman named Vasquez. Yeah. Other than that, when you get past that, it's a perfect movie. Uh, and I watched the 1990 uh, special edition. I always do because it's got a little more footage that just kind of amps up the tension a little more. But I mean, that last. 22 minutes or something is all real time and this planet's about to explode and she's got to save this little girl and defeat the queen alien i mean sir gorney what's your name ripley ripley i was gonna say riley it's super cool it's a good movie i gotta watch that again it's great jimmy cameron james cameron knows what he's doing well uh my legend of the week is also a movie that is really good but is it might have a tinge of uh Brown face, it's birth of a nation. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it cinematic too. My legend of the week is uh, Martin Campbell. He's a director. You know, he's done some pretty uh, forgettable action movies, but he's done three great ones. GoldenEye, uh, Mask of Zorro, and Casino Royale. Dude, beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Casino Royale, Strider had a good critique where he's like, is there a bit too much poker in that movie? I, th- I think he's right. There is a little, it's yeah, a little slow with the poker. Probably is in the book though too. Right. But, the but, final hand ends completely, like, no hand will ever end that way. Yeah, right, where one guy's got a flush, the other guy's got a royal flush, yeah. Four aces, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little uh, it's sensational that way. But, dude, I think what he's the best at is in all three of those movies, and I think these are the three best movies at it, he's the best at shooting one guy versus, like, 50 people action scenes. Mm. You know where it's, like, one guy and he's got to take on, like, a ton of different people and he's just yeah. mowing through minions? Yeah. He's the best at that. Yeah. He tracks the action so well. He does it in a way where it, like, kind of makes sense. And uh, I don't know. I think I think that's, like, such a staple of action movies, and I think he's the best at doing that. So yeah. I want to give him some love. That's awesome. Yeah. He also did Edge of Darkness, which is good. Probably. That Mel Gibson movie, that's good? Yeah. Okay, I got to watch that. He did Green Lantern, though. That one of the worst uh, movies of all time. Dude, terrible. Peter Sarsgaard's head when he's turning into the bad guy and his brain's getting all jumbled and huge. You're like, you're watching, you're like, they didn't put this out, did they? You're like, no, they wouldn't do that. No, they'd rather kill themselves than put this out. No one would want to be this embarrassed. Yeah. Has anyone seen Sarsgaard? Is he still in hiding? I don't know if that guy's done a movie since then. He yeah. has, he has, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying he's humiliated. <laughs> uh, Chad, what's your quote of the week? My quote of the week is related to my beef, the sewage spill, the Duke. Uh, It comes from Billy Madison. You guys all know it. You love it. So Billy and his squad are playing probably one of the best pranks of all time. They're lighting a uh, a bag of of dog shit on fire on this guy's porch. Old Man Withers. I think it's Old Man Withers. Uh They knock on the door. He comes out in a wife beater, boxers, and boots. What is it? What do you want? Oh, it's one of those flaming bags again. Don't put it out with your boots, Ted. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. Call the fire department. This one's out of control. He stomps it out. Smells it. It's poop again. (laughs) That's my quote. You got to do the next line, too. Uh, Where they're like, he called the shit poop. (laughs) He called the shit poop. I'm gonna get you kids. You're all gonna die. <laughs> so funny. Uh Aaron, what's your quote of the week? Uh my quote of the week is Ripley from the movie. Um she's just dealing with incredible <laughs> adversity of and no one's listening to her. She's like the l- lone survivor of a 
of a tragedy and no one will take her advice on anything. And she just says, did IQs drop sharply while I was away? <laughs> Actually, no, it's, she says it in the boardroom with the, the corporation that hired her and that, that owns the planet where the, the alien ship is on and stuff. And she's like, well, isn't just no one listening to me? Like there's an alien with acid for blood. That's what makes him tough. It's hard to cut that dude because he bleed on you and you're a dead man. Yeah. Um, my quote of the week is from the replacements. So they, they, there's the main guy, Paul Westerberg, the leads, the lead singer and songwriter, such good lyrics. And so a lot of dudes ask us for advice on how to talk to gals. Right. And there's like really no good answer. Right. Mm-hmm. So he, he kind of addresses that in this song. This song is called, if only you were lonely. It's just about a drunk dude at, at a bar. And he goes, well, I ain't very good, but I get practiced by myself. Forgot my f- one line. So I just said what I felt. If only you were lonely, if only you were lonely too, if only you was lonely, I'll go home with you. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Chad, you know, what's... I want to break into, you know, for that guy who's who's like nervous about what to say and he doesn't think he ever says the right thing. As a sound guy, I hear a lot of things that most people don't think I'm listening on. Just it happens. And I've seen a I've seen a professional comedian who's doing who's been in business for forty years rehearsing the question he's going to ask another comic once he gets out of the bathroom. Like I've heard him, he was on, he was in front of a microphone rehearsing what he was going to ask this guy when he came back. How did the question go? Did he deliver it? Totally well? fine. Yeah. Did you, like, th- did you think it was overkill? Like he didn't need to do that? Kind well, of, of course not. Oh, okay. But we're all, we're all anxious. We're all in our own heads. Right. Everybody in the world. That's cool. Yeah. I, I can't believe Tom Papa did that. <laughs> oh, I actually got it right. <laughs> oh, wow. He, he's the other guy. He's oh, guy. he was a guy in the bathroom? Yeah, he was a guy coming back. Wow. <laughs> Aaron made a face. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're kind of there. You're ballpark. Uh, Chad, what's your phrase of the week for getting after it? My phrase of the week for getting after it is... Um, Tis but a scratch, my dogs. Let's fucking rage. Let's shout out to... Uh, What's his name? Tobias, Romeo and Juliet character. Tybalt. Tybalt. Played by my one of my least favorite actors. You don't like him in that. Leguizamo. Jean Leguizamo. I don't like him in anything. You don't like his one man shows. No. Actually, I thought he was funny as like a stand up kind of. He's got charisma. Yeah. He was good in Romeo and Juliet. If you like that sort of thing. I like him. He's the worst thing in in the Waco miniseries. Oh, really? He's the only one who got an Emmy nomination, which is ridiculous. You got Michael Shannon there. Come on. A good actor. Yeah. Who's your, what's your phrase of the week? Phrase of the week for getting after it. Drop the vape, grab, grab your ankles. I don't know what that means. Grab your ankles? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a tall threat. Are you saying it to yoga instead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So my phrase of the week for getting after it is part of a quote that a uh, Jerry Stackhouse gave about, um, about Kobe, who's one of my favorite players of all time. I love Kobe. But uh, there was a story that when Kobe was in high school, he practiced with the Philadelphia 76ers, and he lit up Jerry Stackhouse, who was already in the NBA. And I guess he did play well, but it was kind of myth-building. He didn't really light him up. Yeah. So the writer of the book reached out to Stackhouse, and he goes, I reached out to Stackhouse, a nice man I once profiled for the Wall Street Journal. And Stackhouse is a badass. like He's a no-shit kind of dude. He DM'd me back. What up, brother? Hope all is well. Probably not the one to talk... Uh, much about Kobe to expand on all the myth of him beating me as a high schooler. But to his credit, I've never heard him say, I've, but to his credit, I've never heard him say it, but he hasn't denied it either. So basically fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So yeah, my friends will be freaking after just fuck them. Nice. <laughs> I think that's it. That was fun. That was really fun. Yeah, good yeah. stuff, dude. Yeah, Chattel Seed at eight thirty. We're performing for high school kids. Yeah, at the Hollywood at, at, Improv. At Hollywood Improv. Uh, They've been doing a lot of these shows where they like bust in a bunch of teenagers or something. I guess it's the summer. Yeah, they all I heard they're rough, oh, really? dude. I heard they're tough shows. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it'll go down. They better not be mean. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yo, don't be mean to me, kids. I'm gonna come at them hard with the Gen Z stuff. <laughs> On the tight jeans, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're going straight for the jugular like that? Yeah, destroy them. You're crazy, bro. The whole set. What are you guys thinking? You can be that inflamed. I love it. Cause I'll, yeah. I'll be wearing tight jeans too. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's going to get them on their. That's going to get them. Uh, that's going to get them aggressive. I'll fight some teens. I would love that. Yeah, let's go throw down. Um, guys, keep writing reviews. Love the reviews coming in. They help us out a ton, and you guys are beast. Um, thank you so much. And drink fruit smash. Check out our other dogs, Joe Code. That's Joe Maurice's podcast, and History is Dank. That's Strider's podcast. And um, anything else to promote? Check out Helix Beer Bongs, the best in the biz. Amazing funnel technology. And if you can play baseball, go to UCI. If you're a high schooler and you can play baseball, go to UCI and play for Danny Babona, best pitching coach in the country. They should call it UC Newport Beach because it's right there. Yeah. And finally, if you're going to do anal, use Douglas Lubricant. I love it. Drop the vape. Use Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a little softer. <laughs> All right, sweet. If you need advice... Guys, real.